Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. G'day, scholars. Welcome back to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's what the nerds are watching. It is school holidays. So I am this week's host, Dom Phil, on the mic. Not too hard, not too soft, but just right. We are coming to you free of charge just about every single week here on the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. Best way for you to support is to rate, review, subscribe. If you're on social media, if you're on the X, it's at WSBFU. N, why don't you give us a tweet or an X or whatever you'd like to call it? Why don't you tweet this episode out? It would be even better. We're told it really helps the algorithm. If you're on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, it's wrestling should be fun, all one word. Or as always, you could uh, ring up your mum or write a letter to your nan or act this out for your local community from a balcony as a play. Big episode for us, dear listener. And I don't feel like I nailed that introduction right, but I think I've got everything I needed to, didn't I, fellas? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was right. Big episode anyway, regardless. First one of the new year. Happy new year, dear listener. To you and to yours from me and mine. We are here for the 2024 predictions episode. An episode that James Charles Harris is likely to ruin by taking the point scoring too seriously. (laughs) I'm probably going to do my rag and storm off and leave the chat at some stage because it shouldn't really be given points. But anyway, this is what we're doing. Everything has to be a competition with you pricks anyway we're here wrestling should be fun and this is going to be good fun i have four incredible guests maybe we'll get some more run-ins as the evening goes on first up i am joined by the fox in the box it's josh hetty josh have i pronounced your surname correctly because i've never said it before oh it's heady but i will let you off because i quite like this podcast so Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. I'll take it. It's your name. I'll let you call it yourself whatever you like. Josh Heady, the fox in the box anyway. Hey, Josh, happy new year, brother. Uh, any new year's resolutions for you, 2024? For wrestling related, I'm going to uh, not hinge my entire enjoyment of wrestling this year on if Cody finishes the story or not. Okay, I think that's a fair call. But then, you know, like if he does finish the story, like you're still allowed to enjoy it yourself, okay? Like don't rob yourself of all the enjoyment, yeah? Josh, <laughs> love to have you, mate. look forward to hearing your predictions later on. Also joining us, already mentioned, it is another regular host of the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's JCH James Harris. Harris, how are you getting on? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. New Year's resolutions for you, brother? I like to try and remember more shows, so I'm going to try and drink more water. What about your mates? Anything about your mates? Uh, Well, (laughs) I'll always look out for them. Very good, mate. Drinking more water at shows. I like that. That's an excellent New Year's resolution, I think, wrestling related. Great to have you on board, Harris. We're also joined by another regular host. I thought he might have done the job here tonight. He's been keeping my seat warm whilst I've been away. It is the wonderful con man, big lady cool, Matt Connolly. Con man, how did your Christmas? Yeah, it was all good. Nothing... uh... Particularly exciting, unfortunately. I wish I had a good anecdote at this point. <laughs> and, um, well, maybe you'll make up for it with a New Year's resolution, mate. Happy New Year. Any resolutions for us for 2024? Uh, yeah, get better at Pickums. I've had an off year, really. It's not been good enough. Where'd you run? Second? I finished third, which is, oh. you know, <laughs> it's not good enough, really. I mean, I've set a standard for myself. And I've fallen way below it. So... Um, next year, I mean, it's top two uh, a minimum. That would still be a failure if it isn't first place, to be honest. Um, but yeah, to be better at Pickums is my wish. 
That is absolutely incredible from you. If there was no luck involved, you'd win every time. Uh, big laddie, cool. The, should be Pickham's champion, number one in our hearts anyway. I'll tell you who's not any good at Pickham's. It's Ross the Boss Casey. <laughs> Guilty, Ros- guilty. Roscoe, happy new year. First question, where'd you run in Pickham's last year? I don't know the exact number, but it's more than 15 and less than 10. <laughs> yeah. I, think, uh, I think you ran something on the lines of a gentleman's 12th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. In terms of my uh, wrestling resolution, I'm going to make one for the whole group. How about that? I want the resolution for 2024. <laughs> To be wrestling should be fun. Go on tour, and we go to a show abroad. Oh, do you have any ideas, Ross, about like what you would like to do? Are you thinking St. Paddy's Day OTT, or you you got something in mind? What are you thinking? Nothing in mind. I just want to get on a plane with my wrestling should be fun lads and go on tour. Few beers, watching some graps, featuring some people that we might know. Yeah, well, I guess like what are the what are the other options? We're thinking OTT in Ireland, WXW in Germany. I think would be good. Harris, you've been over to um, Oberhausen, haven't you? I have. Yeah, I have. It's good fun, Oberhausen. I would re- recommend it. Yeah, definitely. There's also what about uh, your current local promotion? Yes, more than welcome. You're more than welcome <laughs> to come and watch them. <laughs> D'Lo Brown might not be appearing next time. Fingers crossed. <laughs> no D-Lo, no party for me. So I won't be there unless going to. But there's also the option of um, the big WWE Berlin show and go and see if Gunter wins the title. I'm up for that. All oh, right. So, yeah, there's one in Paris as well, isn't there? I think so, yeah, but uh, I'm not going to be around Perth for that. Well. What's that, Harris? Perth? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could also <laughs> just go to Perth. <laughs> little jaunt. I think the Perth in Scotland has a little local promotion. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be more likely to get there, I reckon. There's Ross, also, um, sorry, there's also that French promotion that Lando and uh, Danny Black have currently got the tag titles for. Yeah, is that the Body Zoe? I have no idea, but we saw them defend those titles, so that was <laughs> kind of ticked it off. So I know, I know, I know how it's spelled. It's B O D Y Z O I, but I'm not exactly sure how they say it. I think you know, it's Heady. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, say it right, shall dear. All right, we got a we got a big show ahead of us here, but we're first we're gonna play a little bit of what the nerds are watching. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 come on, a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 So, fellas, on Saturday, December thirtieth, we went to Progress Wrestling Unboxing. It was a big show for me, you know, because. I've never been to an unboxing show before. I think I'd uh, said on the Instagram, if anyone follows us over there, that I reckon I've been to around about 90 to 100 progress shows now and never an unboxing, I don't think. So uh, my first unboxing and absolutely wonderful to be joined by, you know, so many great mates. So what was the roll call for? I was helping out, see if I can remember who was there as myself, James, Josh. Uh, 90s Mike, big run-in from the Wes boys, Lee and Sam, as well as Brother Omar. Omar's partner. Anyone catch a name there? I did. I did. But, yeah, uh... I did as well. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> Omar and your lovely partner who was great crack and enjoyed the show a lot. And uh, Clarky was there. Oscar. Oscar was there. I travelled to and from the show with Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Issan. Uh, Issan was there. Brian great was running. 
dear listener, this might seem bad, like, oh, yeah, Dom can't remember who was there, but I also don't really remember anything after the second match either. So in true unboxing style, don't be too harsh on me. So I thought the way for us to do it here, fellas, was maybe like, rather than go through all the matches of uh, Progress Unboxing, maybe just pick out some key talking points. Now, uh, wrestling should be fun, and we, we, you know, we like to keep things as light as we possibly can um, here on the show, And but it would be absolutely remiss if talking point number one for us here on this New Year's pod uh, would not be to give a mention to um, our dear departed friend, Mad Kirk, Curtis Chapman. Progress unboxing on Saturday was dedicated to the memory of Curtis, who uh, tragically lost his life last week. A lot of people who knew Mad Kurt a lot better than me have given actual tributes, so I don't have too much to say. I know it's a bit corny. I was at one of uh, Mad Kurt's first matches uh, at the cockpit. It was actually before I'd ever been to a progress show. So, you know, I just told you I've been to 90 of those, so I imagine how long ago that was. And before I met any of the wrestling should be fun lads either, um, except for Sophia and Alex, I think. So long time ago, I saw Mad Kurt wrestle for the first time. And I guess I think... Um, Jim Ross put it pretty well once on a famous wrestling show where uh, he said something along the lines of, I, I hope I can be, you know, half as good a person as he was and I'll see him again someday. And uh, he wasn't a close friend of mine, but we all felt that lost, fellas, didn't we? So uh, Mad Kurt, rest in peace, brother. Hopefully we'll catch you down the road. And um, there was a lot of mentions of Mad Kurt throughout the show. So I don't know, what was the over-under, fellas, on wrestlers hitting a dab in their match? It must have been at least five or six, right? Yeah, definitely. It was uh, Yeah, it was, it was lovely to see the sort of outpouring of support. And obviously it's a yeah, tragic uh, situation, but you just saw how much he meant to, to that to the locker room and to and just from all the outpourings on uh, social media, even at even at like AEW at World's End, there was there were tributes from people like uh, Eddie Kingston and Kip Sabian. It's just uh yeah, it shows how much he, he meant to to the uh, industry. So it's it's nice to see him getting remembered like that. Yeah. People that I think really stood out. Uh we learned when we got to unboxing that a man called Darice, a uh, man like Darice, of course, <laughs> was was going to be tagging with Kurt on the show. And you could see how tough it was for Darice and Dan Maloney, who teamed up instead to wrestle their match. They were obviously hurting, but I think they did a great tribute with the dabs and the, the flatliner uh, leading into the finish of um, the driller and the, and the 450 uh, for sure. And they also came back out for a really heartfelt tribute at the end of the show as progress faded to black. Just, you know, while we're talking about Mad Kurt, who who else stood out on the show as sort of giving those tributes, fellas, in the matches? I think he had, uh, obviously, like, Lycos gave the sort of go-home speech, the heartwarming finish. I feel like Millie and Martina were uh, making note of, of Kurt as well. I'm sure there's plenty more, but it's, uh, yeah. So let's talk about a couple of those matches that you mentioned, James. I know that you, as always, you're really impressed with Millie McKenzie. That match stood out to you, didn't it? I say, well, just coming back from the interval and then hearing Cascada was one of my highlights of the show. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure if I've mentioned it here. It was my number one listen to song on uh, Spotify last year. Rise Against, finally pushed off the top by Cascada or Cascada. I can't remember how, how you pronounce it. And then, uh, and then, and then midway through, just going that back out and pulling that Millie. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a great uh, wrestling should be fun entrance and a, and a fun match. Yeah. I think that ties in pretty well. We go on to whilst we're talking about some of the action. Uh, talking point number two, I think, fellas, we have to talk about Tate Mayfair versus Simon Miller. Now, there was a bit of back and forth 
in at the interval in the um, good mixer where we always go at the interval during the Camden shows. And I called it the death match and people weren't really happy with me calling it the death match for some reason, because a lot of people seem to think that it had too good of a story for a death match. And uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you need to go back and uh, listen to our special death match episode. They're listening, go back and find that in the archives. And I'll tell you why those people are wrong, but uh, it was an absolutely outstanding and bloody brawl and war uh, all over the building, including into the gents' toilets. I had a brilliant moment during the match where I, I was actually just coming back from the bathroom myself and I happened to see a few people that I am friendly with, uh, Chuck Mambo, TK Cooper, Big Damo, all been on this podcast in one form or another. And um, I said, oh, lads, you know, what's what's going on? Should we have a beer? And they said, yeah, in a sec, Big Dom, we just got to take care of something really quickly. And I was like, all right, that's a bit strange. And anyway, next thing they all run up to the male's toilets. And I'm thinking, fuck, didn't take these boys as bagsmen, you know what I mean? So, the, you know, <laughs> which, which, which of course they're not, which of course they're not. So then I'm like, fuck, there's something weird going on here. So I sort of turn my attention back to the match. And the next thing, Tate Mayfairs and Simon Miller peel into the gents' toilets and start brawling in there. So there was a bit of a run-in from the gents' toilets from uh, the baby faces, which I thought was a nice little touch. That was funny stuff. But... Josh, did you want to mention anything about the match itself? Well, I think um, just going along with what you said, Dom, I think we spoke during the interval as well. And the reason that I quite enjoyed it is because it was a death match with a story. And that's what made it so good. It was thoroughly entertaining. They did just about everything you could think of. There was a lot of colour. And yeah, I just thought it was great. I thought they did an absolute tremendous job all round. I've got nothing but good things to say about it, to be honest. You know it's a death match because they were wearing jeans. Yes, yes, that's right. And Definitely. white T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of things stood out for me, like more from uh, the impact of the match, I think. So uh, just a few little talking points. So firstly, I was talking to uh, Matt Brummett about it during the match, and we felt that Tate was starting to get quite a positive reaction. So there was one point where Mayfair's was almost, in a way, he was making fun of Simon Miller by doing the Shawn Michaels uh, versus Hulk Hogan selling. So, and it was, and it looked exactly like Shawn Michaels. It was unbelievable. Like, obviously, he's a Shawn Michaels fan because he has it absolutely down. It's perfect. And Miller started to get annoyed at Mayfair's when he was doing this. And people in the crowd then, it, you know, wasn't just us. We're really starting to build and and build behind Mayfair's. And we thought that. Brummett and I even at one point used the phrase double turn. We felt like there was a big groundswell for Mayfairs. Like, James, do you think that at any point we could see Mayfairs getting more of a baby face, for lack of a better term, reaction from the Progress Faithful? Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I think he can do pretty much anything he wants to do. Obviously, he's got his character uh, at the moment. It's, it's sort of cocky, arrogant, I'm better than you type of character. But we've seen that before in the in the rest of the world change into a positive reaction. And uh, yeah, I think he's definitely got the, uh, the chops to pull it off. Something that plays into that as well in terms of his character is as how he's talked about on the podcast with us is that he is a self-made man. Like he's come from nothing. And that is something that a progress type crowd will get behind compared to a spike, even though I've just put them in the same frame and he's going to punch me in the, in the face with brass knuckles now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, like after the match, we got the chance to have a quick chat to Tate. Um, it was actually Lee Wes and myself that had a chat to him. But he kind of, I said to him, and I I think, you know, I was a bit pissed, but in my mind, I was imagining beyond the mat 
where uh, Droz goes into Mick Foley's dressing room when he's all bloody and says, you're the fucking man. And I said that to him because it just reminded me of it. He was all covered in blood. I said, mate, you're the fucking man. And the first thing he said without anything, he said, yeah, I feel like that was pretty good. But he said, I'm never going to forget. I remember you were the first person on day one who the first person ever mentioned me on a podcast. And I, and I was like, oh, that's, that's fucking sick. He did, he did say that to me. And we got a nice photo and it was lovely. So uh, that was like a real moment of the evening for me. Um, and I just said, mate, I'm on the ground floor forever, mate. I got you. You're my, I'm like, you're my boy, Blue. <laughs> as long as it doesn't end with you and Tate going streaking to Mixer at halftime, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I think, mate, you got to give the people what they want. <laughs> the, <laughs> but it wasn't just me, fellas, because the, the last thing that really stood out to me about that match was at the interval in the Mixer, I was talking to Omar's partner. And I'd never been to wrestling before. She said, oh, geez, I love that last one. She said that was without a doubt my favourite, you know, she might have said bout or match of, of that. I just, I thought that was so great. It was the most realistic and it's the one that I enjoyed the most. And I said, oh, I'm going to make a deathmatch fan out of you. But yeah, she was, uh, so I think that that says something, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And then, Ross, you mentioned a nice little segue for us into what I think is talking point three of the evening. Of course, it's our Progress Wrestling World Champion, Spike Trevay. On the evening, he wrestled Wild Boar, Mike Hitchman, and what was a back-and-forth athletic uh, affair. But I think the big talking point came after the show, uh, where backstage Progress have released a video, and I don't think it was exactly what they wanted to release, but an interview with Rio was interrupted by what seemed a bit of a scuffle. Uh, between Spike Trevay, world champion, and one of the progress owners by the name of Lee McAteer. Ross, maybe like you'd be best to tell us, I know that you watched that video today. Could you just, what did it look like on the screen to you as you watched? Yeah, so you can hear Spike um, absolutely telling anyone in the room, and people in the room were Martin Best, uh, Simon Miller, uh, Lee McAteer, Spike, and Bullet. And he was screaming at everyone in the room how Progress have basically disrespected him by having Spike Trevay wrestle on the card, not on the main event. And worse than that, giving the main event to Kid Lycos, someone that he feels should now be at the back of the room. He's lost his two title shots. He should be at the back of the room. He's done. He's got his mask taken off him. He's nothing, etc., etc. And he feels disrespected by that. And he aimed it in particular towards Lee McAteer. He grabbed him by the scruff of the neck, pushed him up against a wall, screamed at him, kind of bullied him, and then left the room with Bullet looking scary, as always. And unfortunately for Spike, uh, that sort of stuff is not seen lightly by the progress management. So there will be some kind of repercussions, I believe. And those will be dealt to Spike Trevay in the coming days. But more interestingly, perhaps, than that is the fact that, as mentioned, Spike Trevay has beaten Kid Lycos twice. So there's no real out-and-out contender for the uh, Progress title because they've been so involved with each other over the past few months. So we're going to have a Thunder Bastard match at the next chapter featuring seven wrestlers. So shall we quickly run through how we feel about each one and their chances? Yeah, sure. So I've already spoken about uh, my pick to win it, Tate Mayfair's. I think that he's been building momentum and I think that's going to carry over into January. I think that he just keeps proving people wrong and proving me right. So I can't see any reason why that's not going to happen on James Harris's birthday. 
It'll be a great birthday present for me. I've definitely jumped on the Tate bandwagon, not not as early as you, of course, Tom, but uh, over the last year or so, yeah, he's been one of the, uh, the standout performers. And um, yeah, I think he, well, I say I can't remember who's who else is in it. Sorry, I know they announced it half and during the show. So, we, but, so oh, let's yeah. go through the others. So you've got uh, <laughs> Tate, of course, and then you've got the returning Mark Haskins. So I believe last time he was in progress, he beat Leon Slater in the main event, I believe. Was it the other way around? Oh, was it the other way around, was it? Okay. Well, he was in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> so losing in the main event gets you in the Thunderbusters, by the sounds of it. Well, also being a former champion. <laughs> Always great to have Haskins back in the ballroom, I think. The interesting thing for me is going to be whether he comes back as Mark Haskins or whether it's his skins. Because the last time that we did see him over all in, well, not maybe not last time, but over all in weekend, he was trying something different, working more of a combat sports type of character, I guess you'd say. And uh, barefoot, kick pads fighters shorts and dropped the mark and the has and it's just skins there of course with his beautiful wife vicky everyone's a chance ross in a seven man thunder basket (laughs) i mean i the reason that i pause there is because i mean if you're going to keep asking that i'm going to just keep saying no because i've only got one pick (laughs) (laughs) so how about we move on to uh someone that were desperate to get onto the wrestling should be fun podcast someone that you go drinking with a fair amount dom connor mills (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if that's true. I I'm friendly with Connor Mills. You know, he's always happy to to have a drink with the boys. Probably the person that I was most excited to see get announced, and he got a big reaction for his announcement uh, when it was announced in the ballroom. I noticed that there was a group of fans probably about ten meters away from us, which included people that I know, like Emily and a group of her friends. And they were very excited uh, for Connor Mills to be announced. I think maybe a dark horse, Ross. What do you think, Josh? <laughs> Connor excited to see him in the Thunder Bastard? Yeah, I think. Hasn't he got some history with Spike as well? Is that right? Uh, yeah. This year's Strong Style, they um, had a little feud, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah, so that'd be something fun to play into, maybe. And I guess I guess a bit like, I don't think any of us would have said that this time last year, that um, Kid Lycos would be said for like a, a main event year in progress. So... Who knows? Maybe we could have another unexpected underdog babyface type story. I think like low key, like 2023 really was a huge year for Connor Mills. Like, I don't really have any statistics to back it up other than the Rev Pro Cruiserweight title win and that rain, which I think was pretty good. But I think in the same way that everyone really noticed how much the Sunshine Machine seemed to improve after the pandemic. So like 2022 seemed to be a massive year for the Sunshine Machine. I really feel like 2023 was a year for two British uh, wrestlers, Connor Mills being one and Dan Maloney being the other. They were two guys that I really think stood out in 2023, and I I can't see them taking a backward step next year. That's not one of my predictions for the year. I just think we need to shout out the strides that Millsy has taken, and he's a bloody ripping bloke as well. So, uh, you know, go on, Millsy. And then we've got the man who's got the wrestlers should be fun, Hattrick Bull, Gene Money. (laughs) What, because he's been on the pod three times? Is that what yeah. you mean? <laughs> Gene's got a point to prove, Josh, hasn't he? Like, he um, he seems to have lost a little bit of momentum in progress over recent months. So I can see him coming back with a head of steam. Yeah, I still feel like he feels he's he was a bit wronged by that whole thing with the, the tag titles as well. So maybe he's coming in with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, a bit of edge to him. So And off the back of beating yeah. Warren Banks as well, right? Yeah, absolutely, which... Like, if he was working or not, he, he, he seemed to have a bit of an effect on him. So hopefully he can use that as a bit of motivation to um get the big dub. 
I say lacking a bit of momentum. I, of course, forgot, you know, just coming off the back of one of the most emotionally charged and unbelievable uh, singles contests in progress in recent memory. Uh, obviously, too recent of a memory for my alcohol. But, um, yeah, I take it back. Gene Money coming in with plenty of momentum. Uh, Ross, who else is in there? Uh, so we've got uh, someone who's also got two wins back-to-back recently, uh, Yoichi. With his new character, hasn't lost since he's gone from Yoshiki Inamura into Yoichi. Uh, I'm not what? sure that he knows what a Thunder Bastard match is, but he's in it. <laughs> I, said that, uh, I said that we might have a run-in, and what a better time to welcome to the microphone, uh, Mr. Matthew Brummett. Brummett, your favourite wrestler, Yoichi. Um, yeah. What do you think about his chances in the Thunder Bastard? Well, I think I'm I'm pretty screwed for this pod, considering I think my voice is still totally fucked after screaming his name aggressively <laughs> at the <laughs> unboxing. I was actually I was sort of surprised to see him there because he sort of felt like yeah, standard sort of build him up with singles matches before kind of throwing him into the the mix with a capital M. But yeah, I mean. I'll be screaming for him aggressively, but the rational part of my brain says, no, I, I don't think he's going to win the Thunder Bastard. We've got two more to go through. One being probably most people's his favourite wrestler that we've seen in the last few years have some absolute banger matches in Luke Jacobs. Uh, yeah, Northwest Strong represent. Always feels like he's ready to win the big one. Maybe this could be his time, 2024. I wonder whether Luke Jacobs might come into anyone's predictions later on in the show. I reckon there's a pretty big chance that some people are predicting big things for Luke Jacobs. Yeah, that's the case. Um, it doesn't strike me as a Thunderbastard winner, Luke. He strikes me more about, I'm just going to have a title shot. I mean, I know you can do that with the Thunderbastard, but I think there is big things this year, but I, I don't see him as the Thunderbastard winner. I think he, he'll get his, uh, his shot through another, another method, if that makes sense. I thought because he was from the North, you were thinking he'd be more of a uh, a lightning wazzock than a thunder bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, there's Kid Lycos, who I'm assuming is everyone's favourite. Is there anyone in the room who doesn't think Kid Lycos wins the thunder bastard? Me. Yeah, me. Me. I can't see him winning that now. Yeah, I think he's actually the least favourite to win it, Ross. I think it'd be okay. bonkers booking having Lycos win the Thunder Bastard. Bonkers. Okay. He's going at number one. He doesn't understand what's coming to him with a Tate Mayfair's right hand, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got um, go the distance and fall the last hurdle written all over him. Barry Cowan. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so how about this? Let's do quick fire, book a bingo. Starting with you, JCH. Who are the last two and who wins? I think it's Mayfair's and Lycos. And Mayfair's nice. wins. I'm already stealing Dom's thunder, but <laughs> Dom, I think something will happen before then. So give me Mayfair's and uh, Jacobs. I think that'll get pretty big heat if Mayfair's beats Jacobs in the final. Strong, Josh. I'm going to go with Dom. Actually, uh, I think Lycos will go the whole way through. Someone will screw him over, and then yeah, those will be the last two with um with Tate taking the win. I think. So we're saying um, Kid Like Us 2, yeah, JCH? <laughs> yeah, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. One thing that Like Us has got in his favour is the new entrance music. That is a banger. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I am the opposite of that. Brum hated it. Brum, <laughs> oh, my hated God. It. Someone here oh. was too cool to like Blink-182 in high school, and we all know who <laughs> Hey, I was a, I was a, I was a big, big, big Blake man in in high school. I'm just, I'm just 38 now. <laughs> it's fair. 
it's fair. I still just want um, Junior to come back and do everyone's entrance music. So, you know, that's... <laughs> so, Bram, where are you with your last oh, two? I'm winner. I think Lycos is one of the last two, but he definitely, definitely gets beat. I was going to throw a curveball in and say Haskins, but I might go... I might go boring and I'm going to go Jacobs. Interesting. So two for Tate. And, no, three for Jacobs and one for Tate. How about you, Coleman? Are you there? I'm here. Thoughts? <laughs> just lurking. Just lurking. Not None that you've not covered. Uh, I want Jacobs to win because he's my favourite of them. But I think Tate would probably be my second favourite of them. So I think Tate being Lycos is what a Booker man would book. And that's not you. No, I just want Jacobs to just maul them all and then win the belt and go on a tear. But I'm not booking it, am I? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and so you guys think they'll do Tate versus Spike? I have some ideas around the prediction. Okay, we'll leave that. Spoiler that alert. I, that I might flesh out for you a bit later. I like it. I like it. I was thoroughly expect. Like, granted, I haven't seen the show, but I was thoroughly expecting Kid Lycos to announce that he was going to be in it. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, this is like this is his time. But you guys are like, no. no. <laughs> no he needs to no. himself He's been his time a lot. He's had a lot of time. <laughs> How many goes does he want? <laughs> Ross, I feel like if it's if they say they did Cody Roman at Mania and Cody lost again, and then Cody was still like about this story, I feel like we'd all just buy another book. Ouch. <laughs> so there's only so many chances you can have, to be honest. My issue is, it's like, obviously, I think Lycos will eventually win the big one. But he's had his mask off for 20 minutes. He needs time to do it. I, I don't know if, um, again, spoiler alert, if this is anyone's later, but if he wins super strong style and then wins later on the year, w- whatever, but not now. It's been, what, two shows ago? Like, he just absolutely so way, 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 way too early. That is premie booking if they do that. <laughs> so, Ross, I think we've now officially hit your mandatory progress quota, have we? Have we done enough yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Ring the bell. Uh, <laughs> Can we do these predictions? <laughs> yes, yes, please, yeah. All right. Uh, this is what everybody's here for. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our main event of the evening. It is time for the Wrestling Should Be Fun 2024 predictions. It, of course, is the Wrestling Should Be Fun Roundtable. Right. How's this going to run? I think the best way for us to do it, obviously, we're going to go one at a time, talk about our predictions. But first, we do need to, we have to <laughs> last year's predictions. So I don't have them in front of me, but Ross, I think you do. What, you're just going to rattle them off and we don't yeah, acknowledge them in any way? Is that how we're going to do it? We're going to yeah. well, decide well, if they get a point or not. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> I did my calc earlier and I got 14 points. <laughs> doesn't shock me, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm just going to whittle them off the way that I've got them written. And we were starting off with Conman. Conman, you had FTR versus DIY in WWE. Mm, no. Correct. Omega versus Okada <laughs> versus Ibushi versus Osprey in three separate matches. And those three matches to feature in the top five Meltzer rated matches of the year. Mm. I think you got Omega versus Osprey in that. Taking any credit for that. That's a not point three three point. No points. No points. <laughs> Would have been two points in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> Charles Crowley to win Progress Gold. A lot, a lot of losses here, isn't there? A lot of los- losses. Macklin and Speedball to be the next two Impact Champions. Very unlucky on that one. 
Yeah, they don't think as much as people as me, do they? And then you had the fun prediction of Millie McKenzie to be pictured with all the belts. And it turns out that you were thinking of Nina Samuels. I think I was thinking of every other single woman in the country who seemed to have that picture, right? Lizzie Evo <laughs> had that picture at one point, I remember seeing. I think Ross just kept showing me random people who had this picture throughout the year that weren't Millie McKenzie. Yeah, just another a- loss. It's a, it's a big fat set of losses, but we go again. We go again, and I'll keep on showing you those those pictures just to troll you. Cheers, mate. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Oscar. Oscar said, Leon Slater to win singles gold. I haven't looked that up. I don't know if he has or not. I think he might have won the North title. I'm not entirely sure. He did. He's the North Wrestling He also won the Rev Pro Cruiserweight title last month, didn't he? Oh, he did. Yes, yes, yes. So, I'll, yeah, give a point. I'll give a point for that. Oh, yeah, he gets a point for that, yeah. Uh, he went with this crazy idea that CM Punk would go back to the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Big points for Oscar. He said New Japan would be interesting. Mm. Sonata's the champion, so no. <laughs> it was for about ten minutes when they did the like the Bullet Club re-debut, but they didn't not really done a lot with it, have they? So is that officially a zero, James? Yeah, I'm not giving him ten uh sixtieth of twenty-four for three hundred and sixty-five points. So no, no points. Fair, fair. Uh then he had interesting one on this. Does this count? Wardlow versus MJF feud. Uh, Wardlow's been trying to make it a feud for the last three months, and they and did interact on uh, yeah. the other day. Yeah, yeah. I'd lean towards a yes. Ooh. And you're the points, man. And then we've got Durag debut. And another one. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's named for two in the last day of the year. What a prediction <laughs> to Oscar. <laughs> And unbelievably, on the halfway podcast that I listened to this afternoon to get these, Brum, you predicted that it would happen at unboxing. (laughs) 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 Fucking incredible. Fair play. Four points for Oscar there. I don't think that's going to be beaten. Ross, when he came out, that might have been the most excited me and Harris were at all show. And I'm not exaggerating. Or Cascada. (laughs) All that. If you combine the two, then you just... If you combine the two so... and it's Durag versus Blobby, then... <laughs> oh, God. Next up, we got Ro. Ro said Ripley to win the Rumble, which is correct. Bianca to retain at WrestleMania, which is correct. Stone Cold to have a match at Mania, which was incorrect. This one was quite unlucky. He's went with Baszler and Rousey to have a fight pit match. They had like a non-wrestling match, but it wasn't a fight pit match. I don't care about the points, but I think you could give him one for that. They they had the same sort of thing. Yeah, it was very similar. Just I'll allow it. You're giving him a point for that, JCH? It was basically it, but they didn't have ropes, did they? Yeah. In that match, there was no ropes? No, there was, there was ropes, boy. Ooh. What do you reckon? There were some weird rules though. I can't remember what they were. It was good. It was good fun though. It was a good match. Half, half a point. Half a point's fair, right? No, we're not doing half points. We're doing half points. You can have a. I'd say, uh, what's his last one? If it's going to draw with Oscar, but I don't think he should draw with Oscar because it's not as correct. If his last uh, no, one is wrong, um, you can have a point. he said <laughs> that the titles would be split at Mania. Roman would do each one at Mania. Yeah, you can have his point for the fight pit then. Three points. <laughs> Let me move on to Andrew, who, of course, starts off. He only did four. He starts off with the best one, which was Karen Jarrett to AEW. Yeah, big point. Big point for Hendo. Uh, That's just unbelievable work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> then Zayn and Owens to win the titles, which was correct. Yeah. Uh, New Japan wrestler to be in the Rumble. Mm. 
Brum on the previous podcast said that he thought that Yano was in it, but I've proved that that's wrong. I looked on Cage Match. <laughs> and FTR and Punk to WWE, which is kind mm. of a half point. But if we're not doing half points, yeah. then it's... Just zero. Two the point. That'd be a third of a point. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, then we move over to Audio Man Phil, who said Warner Brothers to buy the WWE. <laughs> Incorrect. CM Punk becomes AEW champion. Now, he kind of brought it out in a bag. He gave himself a belt. You can't have that. (laughs) I'd have to say no, I think. Wankers. I think, yeah. Fucking embarrassing. Waste of our time. Fucking waste of our time. Now, this one, I think that he should be given this one. RKJ and Oku on AEW. They were both at All In. Yeah, they were both on the show. Yeah, that's a point. Both on the show. RKJ to win Progress Gold. Correct. Uh, and then a slightly mad one. He went with Hikileo to join WWE. No. He was linked at one point, wasn't he? So it's not. Yeah, he was linked. Far, I think but... that... He hasn't got that, but I reckon it could happen this year. Mm, yeah. So that's, what was that, two, three? Two points, yeah. Then Josh, you went, of course, with your one that proved controversial at the time. Callum Newman to be in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was him to join United Empire yeah, more specifically. United Empire, so that's a very yeah. good show. Well, Which was the only prediction I made why I was severely drunk. So it's, it's fitting <laughs> that it was the only one that came true. Nice, nice. You actually got another one that came true because you had an AEW or New Japan wrestler to win a WWE title. And Dragon Lee won a title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Good work. Then you said Cody versus Dustin in WWE. <laughs> you said Takeshita to win AEW gold. <laughs> which, unbelievably, for a company that has a thousand belts, he didn't, I don't think. Then they forgot he, he exists. He's the only AEW wrestler to not win a title last year. <laughs> yeah, they, for- they forgot he existed, I think. And then a uh, slightly sad one. Now, at this point, Bray versus Howdy would be good. And the denominator there had to be that Brum and Conman in particular would like it. I still maintain it would have been good. I think that Brum and Conman say otherwise. <laughs> 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 then we've got John. Good old John. Uh, who's left the Pickham's group and also not joined us for this year's prediction podcast. <laughs> but we still love him because he's the king of the mods. And he said that Zayn and Owens would win gold. Uh, he said Omega versus Osprey would happen, but it would be for the IWGP championship. So close. Uh, he said Paige and Alexander would tag team again. Pretty unlucky there as Alexander was injured for most of the year. Really unlucky one here in that he had a match, I think, didn't he? Uh, Nick Aldis to be Impact champion. Yeah, yeah, that was the closest he got. And then EC3 to return to the WWE and control their narrative. <laughs> so he's still looking for that lucky coin, eh? <laughs> <laughs> It'll turn up. It will turn up. Look behind the sofa. <laughs> then I had Butch to win Money in the Bank. <laughs> I was there. I saw him grab the briefcase, but unfortunately he didn't <laughs> unhook it. This is one that I'm going to put to you, James. Is this right or wrong? Ric Flair to wrestle. I don't think he had a match, did he? Didn't have a match, but he definitely got involved. He irritated me. You can't have a point for that. If I can't have Captain's Pick'em for Bullock coming out three times during the show and not winning a match, you can't have a point for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just to clarify then, we gave a point earlier for RKJ and Oku being an AW. I think it was being on AEW. To turn up and work at the telly. On AEW. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. But Ross has specified wrestled and Phil said would be on AEW. Yeah. 
He's throwing punches and taking bumps. Stop being such a wanker. That is wrestling. It could be wrestling in his back garden for all we know. (laughs) Roy Keane wouldn't watch him in the back garden. (laughs) (laughs) He's chill. It's his job. (laughs) (laughs) Then this one, I'm pretty sure that the tag team of Better Than You Baby came about because of this. AEW brings back the Battle Bowl. Where they throw the random tag team together. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they did. There was something, wasn't there? It wasn't yeah, called it was Battle Ball. It wasn't called Battle Ball, but it was Battle Ball. But we gave it a, <laughs> we gave a point for Fight Pit, so maybe we should give a point for renamed it's Battle pretty, Ball. I'd say that's pretty impressive to bring that out of the air. I'll tell you what, if names don't matter, I think we're all going to remember this when the Asuka versus Anna debate comes in a little bit later. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're specifically mentioned in the prediction. (laughs) (laughs) Then I said, uh, pretty deadly to win main roster gold. Again, we were there at SmackDown when they had the title match. Unfortunately, didn't win, but pretty close. And then I said the pretty random one that kind of came true almost, did it? No, Probably not based on that description. Didn't they wrestle together at Riot Cabaret? But I don't know if they won a title. Dawkins and Trevay to be tag champs. They didn't they wrestle did Sunshine wrestle Machine? Together, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think it was for the belt. Was it not for the world title? And because Karanoa did win their world title then after that. Yeah, he won it the weekend. He he faced Spike in the cage today. Progress. It was. The, I'm sure it was that same weekend. All oh, right, so it wasn't in that tag match that Karanoa became their world champion. He beat Mambo. Yeah, because you weren't happy about it, were you, Paris? <laughs> oh, I wasn't happy. It said, it said, and they win gold. So both yeah. of them would have to win gold in that match. Yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. So I'm going to give myself one point, but I'm open to being told it, it, it's a big fat zero. No, um, I'll give you one. <laughs> Brum, now we're coming on to the big one. You said Kana t- to return, and you specifically said half a point without the name change, four point with. Can I go one better? Did I say for it to be at the Rumble as well? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's pretty impressive, to be fair. I say if we were doing half points, it'd be really impressive. But alas. Mm. So I get a full point then? Mm. Well, no, because you you specifically said half a point. But you're now saying that we don't do half a point. So we round up and I get a full point. Mm. Well, you round down and you get no points. Well, no, no, because you you did two rule changes. You eliminated half points. And then you also said that names don't matter. And I got it right. Kind of returned just under the name Asker. So I've got a point, right? (laughs) Under the rules that you have just implemented over the previous 20 minutes, you've been hoisted on your own petard. I'll tell you what the customers love. It's this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You can can edit this out, Phil. Just put Brummett got a point and everyone cheered. Podcast 101. Make sure (laughs) hosts argue about something that no one else cares about. (laughs) Leave it in. Leave it in. Of course. Cut this out and put it on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Then you said Rhea to win gold at Mania. Great pick. Uh, You said Golden Lovers to win the AW Tag Titles. (laughs) Didn't happen in the end. Let's let him go. He was rubbish. Had to send him to Noah. Uh, then you said Danielson to win the AEW title, face Okada at the Forbidden Door, and face Zack Sabre Jr. at Wembley. Mm. Which I think you got one, though, right? That's right. Is that a, is that a point, JCH? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
You got one correct, unequivocally correct. Spike goes the year as progress champion. That was a Great. pretty good prediction, right? Good work, good work. Great pick. Yeah. Then we move on to JCH, who I think Brum should be the mediator on this one. <laughs> well, <laughs> We've got, interestingly, Oku to show up in AEW. Yeah, twice. <laughs> oh, twice it's all making show. fucking sense, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. The absolute <laughs> shambles. Of... Oh. oh, God. You're a fucking joke of a human being. <laughs> uh, you said Derby to retire Sting at Wembley. Oh, year out of that, sadly. Then you said Gabe Kidd to be the Ref Pro champion. Yeah, had a shot. Couldn't get it done. Couldn't get Great. it done. Well, is he, is he Brown? What's Gabe Kid? What do you call him? He's still no, called Gabe he Kid. He's just in Japan. What did you call him at <laughs> Progress? No, oh, well, I can't remember. Brown. He called me a ginger cunt, didn't he? But I can't remember <laughs> yeah. what I called him. <laughs> oh, I just want to fuck off back to York Hall, I think. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that damn lighting. Yeah, yeah. Hope he doesn't um, want to be when he gets there. <laughs> then you said the phrase that doesn't really sound right in 2023 now. CM Punk to return to AEW. Which did happen. Yeah, did happen. And last but not least, Vince Man to be a cunt. Yeah. Yeah, Boy. easiest point going. Big three. Big three there. Okay, so shall we start off going with our ones, Dom, based on people that aren't here, and I'll just read them out. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. So, Andrew, uh, he's gone with Beth Phoenix okay. to appear. Endo. Endo. Endo, sorry, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. He's gone with Beth Phoenix to appear in AEW. Does she have to be called Beth Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> Beth Copeland. Thoughts on that? Yes, no? Yeah, I think, I think that's the point. Got a good chance. Got a good chance. Completely logical. Wrestle Shayna Twain. Shayna Twain. Shania Wayne, I mean, not Shayna Twain. Shania Wayne. Shania Twain. Isn't she your mate as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> I would absolutely love it if she debuts as Shayna Twain. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> He's also gone for Gunter to win the world title in Germany. Ooh. Which we shot. could all be at. Is that a specified world title or either or? He's I guess it's either or, right? Yeah, either or. Yeah. He's gone with one that Dom will be very pleased with. Tate Mayfair's to win the progress title. Yeah, I could see that being a common pick in the group. He says Roman Reigns to be champion on December 31st, 2024. Oh, that, that before. <laughs> <laughs> Always the same. And then Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, both to join AEW and wrestle at Wembley. That's Oof. a big shout. Both of them. Yeah. That'd be a huge get. Agreed. Two of my faves. Next up is 90s. <laughs> who apparently is a lovely person, Dom. <laughs> Mate, what a bloke. <laughs> He's gonna listen to this and think that I was making fun of him or something. I genuinely said he was a lovely guy. I don't know why that's funny. He is a lovely person. He's gone with Kid Lycos becomes the first person to win back-to-back Super Strong 16 tournaments. Nice, nice. Pretty good shout. He's gone with a sad one. Kota Ibushi to retire. Seems like a fucking tremendous shout, given the last couple of days. Sadly, fucking hope so. That can be the quickest prediction to come true ever. <laughs> yeah. Mike's doing what he's supposed to do in January. Just get his business done early. <laughs> <laughs> he's also picked WWE to announce a 2025 UK pay-per-view. And the name of that pay-per-view is... <laughs> come on, surely. 
the granddaddy of them all. The Black Heart. <laughs> Double Decker. I'd go to NXT take over the good mixer. That'd be a great show. <laughs> then he's gone for CM Punk to win gold in WWE and main event one night of WrestleMania 40. Mm. I think that's pretty likely. I'll tell you which night it's going to be. It's going to be night one, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be night two. No. And then he's gone with Will Ospreay to win the AW World title at All In main event. Love it. How about the other? This is just like completely going to make this into a four hour show instead of a three hour show. But I do very little reading of like wrestling bloggers or anything. Someone the other day tried to claim that main eventing night one of WrestleMania isn't truly main eventing. Why can't people just have nice things in wrestling? Why does everything have to just be like, nah, can't have it. Nah, doesn't count. Shit. It's shit, mate. It's shit. It's the second biggest match of the year. It's fucking shit. Doesn't count. What's weird about it, I guess, is that like, because when sometimes New Japan do two nights, like it's not necessarily one's bigger than the other. But when Mania seemed to do it, it is quite clear what the what the main event is. And I think it's if it's a genuine doubleheader main event, like I don't know if they did Reigns versus Cody one night and Rock versus Durag the next night, then you're like, they're two <laughs> legit main events. But... But, but mm-hmm. Rollins Punk is not a main event, is it? New, New Japan always you said compo. Oh. <laughs> New Japan always the first night's not the main event. It like, depends. Always, it's just like the qualifier from for the final. It's like whoever champion is versus this bloke. Oh yeah, and they go on I'm... to fight for the title. It's always. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of when they did that weird secondary show, which wasn't really a day two. Yeah, you're right, actually, compo. <laughs> So I go back on my point. Actually, yeah, I'm I'm again I'm with that weird blogger dob actually. Yeah, but, but, with, but with Mania it's different in that like the the people aren't on both shows. Yeah, yeah. And anytime you hear anyone in WWE talk about it, the stock answer that they always say is every WrestleMania match is a main event. <laughs> I don't think CM Punk said that. It's yes. <laughs> yeah, model, model WWE employee Philip Brooks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's got the handbook memorized like <clears throat> Kevin. Well, Kevin Dunn's gone now, but you know, you get the idea. He never Dom, adhered to a handbook. Dom, <laughs> yeah. in, in terms, Dom, of you saying whether it's the main event or not, and we'll have to check the tape. I think you you even described it as the second most important match of the year. I yeah. presume you think the most important match is the main event of day two. <laughs> I don't even care whether you call it a main event. Like, I just like my issue. The reason I brought it up is because what a fucking dropkick the guy that goes out of his way to tweet that is. I mean, like, yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not trying to claim that the main event of night one is more important or as important. It's just like, why would you go out of your way to try to bring someone else down? Yeah. Have, have, have that, that tweet yet. Have that. <laughs> Kevin Owens, not good enough, lads. Talking of not good enough, Steve mm-hmm. Dawson says that Cody will beat Reigns at Mania only for Damian Priest to come out and successfully cash in. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Fuck Imagine. off. I'll, I'm cancelling my network sub. Fuck <laughs> off. Imagine it. I'd be pretty sure that happened, Steve Dawson. Isn't Steve, <laughs> like, I know Steve from previous shows and stuff. He was in Shock Mastermind, wasn't he? Did yeah. this get mentioned at the top? Wasn't Steve Dawson one of FTR? 
Was that? No, oh. it's um, Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson. Oh, Scott Dawson. Yeah. Which one's Dawson? Which one's Dad? <laughs> in in my mind, I was like, it's either Steve Dawson or Richard Dawson. But Richard Dawson was the guy that Steve War hit for four off the last ball of that SCG test to go to a hundred. That's the cricket reference on the pod. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Quite a long way in that. <laughs> Might be a new record. It's also it's a Yorkshire cricket reference, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, back on track. I've gone with my five. <laughs> I'm saying Survivor Series has the biggest match of the year, and we're going to see Nick Aldis versus Adam Pearce. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got to change one, lads. I can't, we can't <laughs> go for that. I'm saying that Logan Paul has a five-star match. Given by Dave Meltzer or by anyone. By Dave Meltzer, yeah. Otherwise, I, Paul. otherwise, I'd do it. Has Meltzer ever given a non-wrestler five stars? What's the highest he would have given us? I know Logan Paul is a wrestler at this point, you know what I mean? Uh, Rod Rousey, does that count? Did he give 4.5 yeah. to the mixed tag match? He gave that really high rating, I think. Really, really high, yeah. That would count, that would count, yeah. Logan Paul's already got two 4.5s. Oh, well, there you so go. So he's pretty close. He's pretty close. Well, that's impressive, to be fair. Uh, what did your man get the Sami Zayn? Was it Steve-O or Johnny Knoxville? Which one was it? <laughs> Knoxville, yeah. Oh, mate. That was fucking class. Bad Bunny might have got a rating. Bad right. Bunny and Priest, yeah, that was really good. Do you guys count Akira Tawe as a wrestler or a pants model? What? <laughs> <laughs> There's the name of the podcast. <laughs> I've gone with, seeing as it seems as if WWE are buying Impact Wrestling, I'm going with LA Knight to be Impact what? Champion. I missed something. Was that a joke from earlier in the day? No, that actually yeah. might be a thing, apparently. WWE might be buying TNA. Apparently, yeah. that might be a thing. That's Where's lols. Been? Where's this been spoken about? That place where everyone's awful. <laughs> the dark web. <laughs> Yeah, it's just um, so, so. So it all stems from the fact that uh, they announced that their pay per views are now going to be called premium live events. <laughs> so oh, the there's the evidence. There's the evidence. They've also got some form of deal with Endeavor as well, I believe. It's yeah. It's elementary Scott Dawson. <laughs> I thought we said it was Richard Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for Rhea Ripley to be cast in a movie in 2024. Not necessarily be in a movie, but just to be cast in one. What do you mean not? All right. So the movie happens. Not like a Rhea Ripley biopic, no? No. So like, say if she gets cast in the remake of The Craft, (laughs) (laughs) it's announced that she's been cast in 2024. The film doesn't have to come out in 2024. Right. Okay. But then if she pulls out, do we latterly give you a minus one point in 2025? (laughs) JCH probably will, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then last but not least Dom Philp to go back to back wins in the Pick'em Cup oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, lads. he promoted the fucking cup oh, hey. those are my five let's move on to you lads the main event right who's next I'm going to go around <laughs> clockwise can I get my shit in because I've got a kid and stuff? That's exactly what I was looking for. Go on, Bram. You're up next. <laughs> right. I'm going to go with a bold one because it's quite hard for this to happen contractually. But Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet wrestles for both Tony Khan and WWE in 2024. 
Tony Khan can mean AW, ROH, and cross-promotional, including Forbidden Door or whatever else goes on. And now technically TNA, so you helped out that. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to buy everyone. It looks can I ask like a qualifier, bro? Can I ask a qualifier? Yeah. I'm guessing she's wrestling as Sasha Banks in WWE and as Monet in the other promotion, right? She's not wrestling as the same character. What's a, a human being name? Does she have one of those? <laughs> if he if he loses out on that Mercedes Valentino, like MV Mercedes Valentino. MVP, okay, uh, MVP Monet. <laughs> yeah. Whatever her real name is, that human cool. being, she can call herself fucking Mick Harford, right? Whatever she goes by, <laughs> right? She's that human being wrestles in both companies. Listen, I'm screwed out on a listen, I'm, de- I'm detecting your sass, but it's because of last year's problems with Karna. I'm trying to clear it up now. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, okay, Sasha Banks has to wrestle as Kana in TNA and Wrestle Circus next year. No, right? That no gimmicks needed. Steve the Samurai. No, whatever gimmick she goes by, the human being that represents those two characters that we know and love is going to wrestle for <laughs> some company owned by WWE and some company owned by Tony Khan. There we go. Right, we okay. got there. Is that all right, JCH? Yeah, all good with me, mate. Right, next one, Julia, as in Stardom Julia, not any other Brothers. one, wins yeah. a title on a WWE brand. Good. Nice. Listen to these predictions now. It reminds me of, like, if you ever got three wishes from a genie and you just got to make sure you don't fuck the word. <laughs> <laughs> Does the money in the bank count as a title? Because I've seen that floating around. She might win that. That's a title, isn't it? Because she'll be Mrs. Money in the Bank. That is her title. Dr. Harris, isn't it? Any title. So if she gets an OBE... <laughs> When she's she definitely I'd say it's not a belt. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to paint myself into a corner. It's got to be a belt. I want money in the Ross, bank. I Ross got a point for the Andre a couple of years ago. I did. I did. So I'm just again just clearing it. No, out. I'm. I'm going to in for a penny, in for a pound. There's been too many softballs. It's got to be a belt. The problem is my three and four have already gone. Uh, so I might have to drop them. I did have Osprey wins the AW title at Wembley at All In, and Gunther wins a world title. I'm going to swap them out with uh, another two in a second because I've got a few backup ones and I'll let you guys pick which two make my list. So despite and so what was going to be my fifth one, despite rumours of him leaving, Harder wins the IWG title in 2024 is my other one. Because I'm right about that. There has been some chat about uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going, but I'm, I think he'll stay and he'll win. Right, so I've got... I've got six. JCH, I'll let you pick two out of these six to fill the rest of them. Bailey turns face, but fails to win gold. Freddie Prince Jr. will finally put out a wrestling show. <laughs> like a promotion? Well, some sort of... It could, it could be just a single show, but it's aired. Yeah, you yeah. can see it. Yeah, it's not just in his back garden. Let's have that in there. I like that. Batista in the Hall of Fame. That's boring. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Ricky Starks to win the NXT title. Ooh. Um, Grizzled Young Vets to win the AEW tag titles. And finally, progress to have three different world champions in 2024. Well, let's go with Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. And uh, progress. It's uh, near to us. Lovely. Thanks, lads. Cheers, Bram. Lovely to see you, mate. I assume you're ducking off now. I think my wife's still mucking about, so I'll knock about as long as I can. Oh, cool. All right. I want to rinse JTH on his picks, actually. <laughs> so stick him in next. 100%. Harris, you're up next, mate. Five predictions, please. Okay, um, Swerve Strickland wins the AEW title. <laughs> I don't know one. That's my first one. Should have written these down, shouldn't I? And 
a New Japan main event lasts longer than the South Africa first innings today. <laughs> Can you confirm how long that was? Uh, I'll look it up. It was before lunch. It was... <laughs> So it was about two hours. It was under two hours. Maybe a bit pushing it a little bit. Um, <laughs> I want to go with. Did someone have Tate Mayfield? Where's wins the progress title? Yeah, Hendo. Well, I'll, I'll double up with that one then. As a keep James, one all did day. you do it? Did you do any prep, or are you just thinking of them now? I mean, I cannot confirm or deny <laughs> that I had one prediction about Swerve <laughs> and the rest I was struggling with. I, I had an appointment earlier, so I, I was home late. The pod's been going for two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, that's why I've got three. <laughs> you just said my dog ate my homework. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, this, is, this is one of mine. A member of the WSBF roster, main roster, makes it onto a progress show in some manner. Whether Oof. it be ring announcing or some backstage interview that might get sprayed on the video screen or something. Uh, but yeah, one of the, uh, not just in the crowd, but an actual <laughs> sort of a, uh, method like that that's number four and number five um oh what's his what's her name ariana grace can win the nxt women's title nice ariana grande i think it is <laughs> <laughs> bucky uh, screwed yeah. me out of the pickles point last night yeah yeah that was annoying but yeah that's my five well researched i'm mainly here for the points <laughs> uh three to go uh, I'm selfishly going to main event, so let's go uh, for Box in the Box. Josh, your five, please, but please introduce how you've done it this year. Going one better than uh, my dog ate my homework, I got my mum to do part of my homework. <laughs> so I'm going to read word for word my mum's three picks first. Um, she said that uh, Randy Orton to enter the Royal Rumble match at number six. Don't ask. <laughs> That's just what she says. That's if a brilliant one. That's that so good. I said, any reason why? She said, no, just think it's going to happen. <laughs> Didn't appreciate this one. She said, Josh to once again not be able to speak when, quote, that woman wrestler walks past him. Uh, she means Ali Catch. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. And then she said, uh, what's his name? She means Seth Rollins will face uh, Roman Reigns. And she said of Roman Reigns, does he still wrestle? She thinks those two will have a match at some point in 2024. I like it. The number six one. The number six one is incredible. Can't believe that that wasn't one of uh, JCH's ones on the spot. <laughs> that was what she said. Uh, do you I know said, what? She might, I she think might you get five points, rumble. Josh, if that happens. I, I did try to explain to him, Mom, he might not be in the rumble. She was like, nope, that's the one. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm going to pick two of my three. So... I think that there will be uh, three different holders of the undisputed WWE Universal Championship in 2024. Dear to that is the belt currently held by Roman Reigns. And to qualify that, JCH, I think those three people will be uh, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes and Gunter. There's got to be those three. Yeah, because I knew you'd be very specific about it. So I went yeah. for three individual names. Reigns, Cody and Gunter, yeah? Yeah. And then we've kind of touched on this already, but I'm going to have it anyway. I think the same person will appear on an AEW pay-per-view and a WWE pay-per-view. Uh, and to go into the specifics, I will go WrestleMania and All In, and I will say it will be Drew McIntyre slash Galloway. Wrong. Just for last, what was your third one that you've left out? So I said there'll be three AEW champions, and I went with Samoa Joe, Swerve, and Osprey. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. That's pretty fair, I reckon. Yeah, outstanding stuff. Con man, you got have you got five for us? 
I have. I'll try zip through for you now. I mean, last year I got zero, so it can't get much worse, can it? Let's go. Okay. Well, last year Crowley didn't come through for me, so this year I predicted that he'll have a title match in progress for the big one. So I thought double down on it. I see the future for this guy. So at some point, whoever is champion versus Charles Crowley, not saying he'll win, he'll get that match. Uh, next one, a wrestler under contract with the WWE wins a world title in another promotion. Oof. Don't know where. I haven't really thought about it, but I just feel like Triple H will start buying shit up and send someone over there to win a world title. Yeah. It's far fetched, but I got zero last year. So let's go for the hills, guys. Chatty as, Charlie. Yeah, it's Chatty Charlie. <laughs> He's got his title match coming up, hasn't it? Yeah. It's happened. Oh. Oh, I, I won't give spoilers. Well, yeah, because he might have won. I might have got the point already. And oh, don't, don't think I've ever seen an AJPW show. Probably unlikely to come. <laughs> Fuck you and your family. <laughs> I've seen loads of matches, obviously. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to watch a show. <laughs> okay, I've got three more. And again, I'm not just going for some two route one. Andrade returns to WWE at some point, managed by Ric Flair at some point. And as a triple, because I thought, well, that's a bit far-fetched. Let's add another thing. He has a mixed tag match with Charlotte at a pay-per-view. Yeah. She's meant to be out till, like, October. I'll do it. I'll do it in November, then. Plenty of time, plenty of time, yeah. <laughs> in November, he said. That's, that's part of the pick. It's got to be in November. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm sure I'm sure Ric Flair can think of some way to get himself sacked from a multi-year contract with AEW, so... At November to remember, whichever member of the LWO <laughs> is still with Zelina versus Andrade <laughs> and Charlotte with Ric Flair doing Ric Flair things at ringside. <laughs> um, okay. Leon Slater wins the X Division title. Oof. Well, great why not, mate? Why not? Yeah. And let's stick with TNA for my final prediction. Again, it's a bit out there, but I don't think it's mental. You guys can judge. Uh, Trinity versus Mercedes Monet headlines a TNA pay per view next year. Ooh, nice. He's going to be uh, furious when uh, WWE buy it and it's Trinity v Sasha Banks, aren't you? <laughs> Do I get half a point? <laughs> Don't worry, Cod Man. I've written down PLE, not pay per view. <laughs> oh, thank, thank God. If I got done on that technicality, imagine. Imagine the scenes. God. <laughs> Which leaves just me, right? I couldn't think of something different to what Ross already said. I can't believe you said that. So my first one is my WWE one. Uh, I'm going to go for Nick Aldis versus Adam Pearce at some point in this calendar year. Just to make it different from Ross, I reckon it's going to be a tuxedo match. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But it could be any time. doesn't have to be at Survivor Series. And then I've just got some boring ones, uh, nothing exciting. Uh, number two, I think the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, will wrestle against Nigel McGuinness at Wembley Stadium in August. And I think it will be built with Nigel McGuinness continuing to say negative things about him on commentary. And at some point, Dragon is actually going to acknowledge it. I hope that's where they're going anyway. Uh, number three, also at Wembley, I think Will Ospreay wins the AEW title. And just because everyone else has been really specific, I think that he will defeat Shane Strickland in the main event at Wembley to win the world title. It will be great. I hope that all of these things happen. Number four for me, uh, more of a local flavour. I think that Spike Trevay is going to win a Rev Pro championship this year. I think it's likely to be their main title. I think he's likely to beat Michael Oku. 
But um, at the moment, I'm just going to say Spike Trevade to win RevPro Gold, if that's okay. Weird, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my last one, number five, this is the one where it's a bit of fantasy booking and probably a little bit far-fetched. So this is my progress one. So, okay, so this is what happened on Sunday. So on Sunday, during the match, Tate Mayfair's, he brought out as a weapon his TNT Championship title. If you don't know, dear listener, Tate Mayfair's is the TNT champion. I think my prediction for this year is we are going to have TNT invade progress. I think there's going to be a major feud between TNT and progress. I think that Tate Mayfair's is going to be on the TNT side. It wouldn't surprise me if also in that side, we also had Big Fucking Joe, my favourite wrestler, and we also had Clint Margera, the deathmatch guy. wouldn't surprise me if somewhere Big Joe had the Proteus title and he started fighting Paul Robinson. It wouldn't surprise me then if during this, during this major invasion, Tate Mayfair's cashes in his key and wins the Progress title. Then Spike Trevay has to wrestle as a babyface on the Progress side. Any of those things wouldn't surprise me, but the overall prediction is TNT versus Progress Invasion Angle, led by Tate Mayfair's being a main event star. Is that okay to have? Yeah. I like it. That'd be great. <laughs> and if that's not down to happen yet, Ross, feel free to make a couple of phone calls. Yeah? <laughs> Consider yeah. it down. Yeah. Uh, so those are my five. I don't really think that Big Joe will necessarily be involved, but I would love it. But I do genuinely think that we're going to get TNT versus Progress in London this year with Tate Mayfair as being the main TNT star. Yeah. Strong finish. So that's it from me. Lads, we've gone very, very long here, but I think that's probably about all the time we have here for episode 120, our predictions. Josh, you good? Yes, I'm very good, mate. Sorry, I was watching the darts as well as listening and recording this podcast. <laughs> James, anything else? Any other business? I like to barter. Caden Carter. Hey! <laughs> He's gone early. He got it right. I think it would be funnier with Parter instead of Party, but that's that's just me. Ross, any other business? Oh, just to say thanks to everyone for their nominations in the awards, even though it got rinsed by the boys on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute shower of shit. <laughs> uh, Brummer, any other business? Yeah, I mean, I think just because, you know, now we've had a time to think about it, just what's everyone's opinions on Brawl Out? I'm joking. (laughs) Sorry, Phil. I just want to give you a minor heart attack. Wanker. No, all good for me. I hope everyone's well. And any other business, Matt Connolly? Going to bed. Loving it. (laughs) Matt, I'm so sorry if you're talking, you're on mute. If you are talking, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Lads, thank you so much for being here. It's a uh, weeknight and it's been a long one, but I think it's worthwhile. Plenty of laughs for us. Uh, and if anyone's still listening here, fair play to you. Uh, you've earned yourself a drink or a beverage of some description. Uh, thank you so much to everyone that subscribes to the social media and this podcast. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe. Don't forget, WSBFUN on X. Wrestling should be fine everywhere else. Big, big, big thank you to our sound and editing man, Phil Stopford. If you want any work done, Phil Stopford. If you're here, you know how to use the internet. Google it. Phil Stopford editor. He is brilliant at what he does and he makes it sound good for your ears. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, James. Thank you, Brum. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Conman. Thank you, most of all, to you, dear listener. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Drink lots of water. Look after you, mate. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun.
Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. 